Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called God Is. Today's sermon is entitled, God is Where We're Turned When We're Frustrated, Part 2. There's so much information we learned last week and that we felt like we had to share some more with you. So today we're going to continue our series and learn how we can trust God when we're frustrated. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Let's dive in this today. I'm, I'm excited to be continuing our series, God Is. God is. Last week we started a, a, a message that was titled, Where to Turn When You're Frustrated. Where to Turn When You're Frustrated. Today we're going to be continuing that with part two of God is where you turn when you're frustrated. When you're frustrated. I don't know about you guys, but man, it's oftentimes we get frustrated, right? So let me tell you about my week last week. I was frustrated a lot and uh, I've been taking some classes and uh, I've been working a lot on top of all these classes and and it's just, it's a lot. I don't know about y'all, but if you've taken some college-style classes, man, it gets rough, right? Amen, preacher? Uh, especially when you've been out of school a hot minute. <laughs> My dad's like, what you talking about? I've been out of school a long time, and I'm having to go back and take some classes. You've only been out a short amount of time. I'm like, listen, it's still, it's, it's difficult. This week, I'm sitting down, I'm taking a class, it's important that I, I get passed through this class, and uh, I, I want to get it because it's going to uh, help me with some different things, and uh, it's one of those classes that you got to really pay attention in, pay attention. Now, again, don't know about you guys, don't know if you've noticed or not, I got real bad ADD, and so uh, I think it's the hyperactive deficit disorder, so there's too many uh, letters and numbers that gets me mixed up, but I'm sitting in this class trying to pay attention to the instructor, and I'm sitting down, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm looking at this book, and the book's about this thick, and and I mean, I, and he's going quick. And I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to take notes because I know I got to pass this class. And, and I'm taking notes, and he gets to talking, he gets to spitting and spitting, and I was lost. And next thing I know, he was like ten pages ahead of me. And you know, I I I I got so aggravated. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I quit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought it in my brain. I really want to go up there and punch him. But no, I'm just kidding. I, really, I thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, this is aggravating me to death. So I figured I'm just going to take my time. I'm just going to do it on my own. I finally got called up. And then I left the class, and, and uh, I called my dad because he's taken this class before a long time ago, like when I was a baby, and <laughs> it's a lot's changed since then. Hey, man. So I called him, and I'm like, listen. He's like, how'd it go? I said, Dad, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I think I bit off a little bit more than I could chew here. Anybody had a steak, and you bit off a bigger piece than you could chew? That's, that's what I felt like. I said, man, it's really frustrating. I said, it's a lot of information. This is tough. This is hard. Man, it's frustrating. It's the little things that get you aggravated, right? He's going too fast. He needs to slow down. I finally went up there and said, hey, you're gonna, I don't know what you just said 10 minutes ago, but you're going to have to give me your notes because I'm lost. I got two more days coming up in two weeks. I'm not really excited. Or next week, so y'all pray for me. <laughs> but it's frustrating. Maybe you guys have been in a similar situation where you're trying to gain information or you know, maybe you're at the doctor's office and they're talking so fast or maybe they're talking about words and stuff that are way above our heads and we don't understand. It can be frustrating. Frustrating. But what about our walk with God? Sometimes it can be very difficult in this walk of life. 
That's why I believe that, that we are better together. This walk of life is better done together. And that's why we want you guys to come to church because we know that life by itself, it just right out stinks, right? And so, but when we come together and we start leaning on the people and we start talking to people and sharing our stories and we're like, hey, well, Pastor Michael, listen, I've been in the same situation. I took a class one time. I was so frustrated because teachers talking so fast. Man, we can, we can actually relate. How'd you overcome it? So you guys all have a story and a story worth telling and sharing because guess what? We relate more than we really know. And so, and so but our, our, our uh, walk in Christian life, it can be difficult. Well, Pastor Michael, I get on TikTok and, and I'm in there and they're supposed to be these people on there and they're sharing their, their definition of the Bible. <laughs> Y'all, we got to stay off TikTok because I get on there and I get frustrated because I'm like, man, now I'm having to do damage control. People are asking, well, hey, did you see this TikTok? And they're sending it to me. What's your thoughts on it? I'm like, hey, they're dumb. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Let me fix this. Let me correct some things. But our walk in life can be difficult because we get so many different opinions. Y'all know what? The Bible's very confusing. And so here at Minute Church, we try to break the Bible down and make it most easy and understandable as we can. We don't believe in overcomplicating the Bible, but we believe in preaching the Bible and what God says and God's words. But we make it relevant and easy to understand because the Bible can be difficult. Our walk with Christ can be difficult. Hey, well, I see him over there. They're getting blessed. But I went to God and I prayed to him and I seeked after him, but he didn't bless me. I, I went to him and I'm like, and it was like we talked about the story in the beginning of the series. The man went to Jesus. He's like, hey, listen, my daughter is sick. I need you to come. I need you to touch her. I need you to pray for her. I need you, God, and I need you, Jesus, to come. And so Jesus is like, all right, let's go. And so as they're going, and I, and I love this part because then the lady, then the woman in this particular story says, hey, she's she seen Jesus, she heard Jesus coming, she did everything she could to get to Jesus, and she touched the hem of her, his garment, and Jesus stopped. And so Jesus stopped, and, and he blessed this lady. He said, because of your faithfulness, you, you're healed, go in peace. And I'm sure again, and when we shared this, the man in the story probably got a little upset. Well, hey, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop, God? And touch somebody else before you touch me. Why are you blessing them before you bless me? I've been praying. I've been seeking. My daughter's been sick. i got these issues going on in my life. Why did you stop and bless them? And sometimes in our life, that's what happens. Is we're praying about things. And, and we're seeking after God. And we're, and we're asking God to do this. And we're asking God to do this. And touch this situation. And help us in this particular area in our life. And, and we continue to pray. And we feel like, hey, well, God's there. I'm coming to church. I'm paying my tithes. I'm involved. I'm helping out. I'm doing everything that I seem to be thinking is right and according to what God's asked us to do. But nothing's happening in my life. But yet other people that are doing less or maybe uh, have lesser issues or lesser concerns in their life are being touched and blessed. And so they start questioning God just like this man probably did and got upset. And what happens is sometimes is we get so upset, we don't ever go back to church. We get upset and we say, okay, we're done with that. We want to close the textbooks and throw it away and not be able to go on and go forward. Y'all, this class, I mean, it, it was rough, and I'm going to tell you, it's a thick book, and, and I wanted to slam it shut and just throw it in the floor. It's a $108 book. I didn't really want to do it. But, but, I mean, I really did. I, I really, when I left there at lunchtime and, and was sitting there and I was eating my lunch, I said, I cannot do this. I called Ty. I said, I can't do it. It's information overload. I see everybody else getting it, but I'm not getting it. Why did God bless them with the 
better comp- uh, uh, comprehension than he did me. But see, that's what the enemy wants to tell us. Hey, they're blessed. You're not. You're struggling. They're not. Let me tell you, we can do everything right. And God's going to bless us, whether it's here on this earth or here in heaven. And I encourage you today to keep striving, keep pushing towards God. You know, that acronym, push, pray until something happens. Keep praying and praying and seeking after God until something happens. Happens. Whew, I'm excited, y'all. All right, and we talked about Psalms 102. He says, and it says, hear my prayer, Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from when I'm uh, in, in distress, turn your ears to me when I call. Answer me quickly, for my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is uh, brightened and wither like grass. I forget to, to eat my food. And we shared about, about the, you know, maybe you sit in the bathroom sometimes, get away from your kids because they're driving you insane. You're frustrated with everything that's going on in your life, and you just need a little bit of time to yourself. You need that moment of peace. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I know for me, there's been times I just had to go. We... For gas was like twelve dollars a gallon out there. Sometimes I would just get in my truck and just drive around. No radio on, roll the windows down when it was nice outside, and I would just go right around just to clear my brain. That peace I needed in my life. I needed a moment, and I would cry out to God sometimes. And there's been times that I've cried out to God, God, where are you? God, do you even hear me when I'm praying? God, do you even hear uh, ear to me when I'm calling out to you? God, God, you see I'm frustrated. God, you see me and I, you see the works that we're trying to do. God, what we're trying to accomplish and we're doing all this because you called us to do it. God, God, and we don't see results. <laughs> we're frustrated. God, do you hear me? Sometimes we need that moment of peace. Listen to this. We shared this last week. When everything else changes... When everything else around us is changing, trust God who never changes. Trust God who never changes. God never changes. God is who he is yesterday, today, and forever. And that's from Hebrews 3 and 8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's good for us to know that the same God that loved us yesterday and the same God that loves us today is going to love us forever and ever. No matter how far we run, no matter how far we go, God's still going to love us. He's still going to love us. All right, all right, all right. I got to keep going, got to keep going. All right. And God doesn't change his mind. Or excuse me, God doesn't change us. I don't know what I'm talking about. If God doesn't change... Can he change his mind? If God is never changing, if God loves me the same as he did yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever, can he change his mind about me? Pastor Michael, I've done some bad things in my life. I've done some, I've done some rough things in my life. Does God change his mind about me? God still loves you. And I'm going to reiterate this. God hates sin, not the sinner. God hates sin, not the sinner. But you know what? And I said this last week, and I'm saying it again. We can justify our sins all we want to to think it's right and acceptable, but it's not. And we found that out in uh, somewhere in here. <laughs> in Numbers uh, 23 and 19, God is not a man. He does not lie. 
not human, so he does not change his mind. See, we can change our minds. We can change our perspectives. Hey, well, I don't like this because of such and such, or I don't like that because of this. I used to like chocolate-covered coffee beans. Now I don't like them because they're nasty. They're bitter. I mean, we can change our mind constantly, but God never changes his mind. I like the game of golf. I got a set of golf gloves up here that's been up here for a few weeks. And before they were up here, they were in my trailer at the house. And, and they were sitting there collecting dust. I love the game of golf. But you know what? Sometimes I get out there on the golf course and it changes my mind. Do I really like this game? It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I'm not hitting the ball like I thought I could. Or should. I watched the PGA Tour and I thought I was the next Tiger Woods. I watched him and I analyzed him. I got his, his pattern down, his stance down, his swing down. Man, I got it. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to be the next Tiger Woods. And then I get out there and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be the next Tiger Woods. Maybe Dolph just wasn't meant for Michael to play. <laughs> maybe I just need to give this golf club to somebody else. I can change my mind. But God never changes his mind. He never changes his mind. God's not going to change his mind about sin. Sin is sin, and the wages of sin is death. And I'd, I'd encourage you guys, if you make a mistake, hey, it's okay to make mistakes in life. We're all going to stumble. We're all going to fall. We've all, and it tells us by we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But as soon as you make that mistake, turn to God and say, God, forgive me. Now, don't go out and freely sin now. None of y'all do that. Pastor Michael did not say it was okay for you to go freely sin out there. Last week we shared a little bit about Moses, how Moses went out and, you know, uh, he, God called Moses to say, hey, listen, you go to Pharaoh, I want you to do this, I want you to tell him to let my people go and, and I need you to let my people out and, and get out the freedom. And so Moses did that. He didn't feel like he was qualified, but hey, listen, he did it. And, and, and what's cool about this is, is when the people, Pharaoh let them go. They got to the Red Sea. When they got to the Red Sea, by this time, Pharaoh's army was coming after them. So he was mad. He was ready to kill them all off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the people started saying, where is God at? They were frustrated because, because hey, now, that we're, now we've got that freedom that God said we were going to get. Now we're frustrated because now we've hit a roadblock. We've hit this roadblock. Now we're at the Red Sea. And now I can see what's fixing to happen. I can see what's coming towards me. I know what's fixing to happen. I know what's going to happen. And you know what? That's sometimes in our life, that's what takes place. Hey, we know our finances are in the, in the dump. We know that things are going to get ready to happen. We can see that the, the results are fixing to come. The problems are fixing to take place. Man, we can see it coming. And we start saying, hey, God, where are you? And they questioned Moses there. They said, hey, where is God at? He said he was going to free us from this situation. Where is God? Now we're sitting here at the Red Sea. Now we're stuck. Now they're ticked off at us because we've left. We see more problems coming this way. Moses, we would have been better off dying at the hand of Pharaoh where we were at than coming out here and dying. And that's what happens in our life is we say, hey, God, I'm frustrated because I don't see a way out. I don't see what's going to happen, but I'm stuck and I see more problems fixing to take place. But the thing is, we've got to keep trusting God. Because if God has called us and God's told us it was going to happen, God doesn't change his mind. 
Listen, 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 listen. I told you guys this last week or the week before. I don't remember. They all run together. But listen, this, this little young in here, and when I was about, I don't know, uh, in my younger age years, I run from God. I knew what God had called me to do. I was like, God, this is going to cause me some issues later on in life. <laughs> I got to be in, uh, in ministry, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I see issues that are going to come. I felt like Pharaoh's army was coming after me at times, but you know what? I kept holding on, and God provided a way out. Just like every situation we face, God's going to find and give you a way out. It can be frustrating. It can be hard. And when Pharaoh's army was coming, it could be frustrating because we, they knew, hey, we're getting ready to check out. We're getting ready to die over here. And it's not good. And they've seen issues. But what's great about it is, is, is Moses like, hey, keep trusting God. Let's keep trusting. And now y'all think about it. <laughs> when Moses held up that rod and he's like, oh, yes, God, I need you to really make this come through right now. God, I'm really trusting you at this moment because if you don't, these people are going to kill me. I don't got to worry about Pharaoh. They're going to take me out. And, of course, he puts the rod into the ground. The Fred Sea's opened up. They get across. God fulfills his blessings and his promises. See, there wasn't a change in God's character. There was never a change in God's character. But the response to the actions of the people was there. How he responded. Sometimes I think God wants to see if we're really trusting on him. See, if I had all the answers in the, my textbook, if I had all the answers there, and all I had to do was go to the back of the book and look at them, then there'd be no sense in me studying the book, right? There'd be no sense in me having to lean and, and understand and really care what the instructor's saying. It's the same way with God. If we had all the answers and all the information of what was going to happen, would we really truly trust in God? And, and so, so, so God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind. Well, if God ain't going to change his mind, why should I pray? If I know that God's going to give me that way out, why should I even care? Why should I pray? Why should I be concerned? Why should I come to church? Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Parents, how many times your kids ever, you tell them not to do something, they ask you a question, and you say, hey, no, we're not doing that, and they go, why? Don't you just hate that? Don't that just drive you insane, parents? Well, why? Because I said so. It's our number one answer, right? Number one answer, hey. See, I'm glad you guys are getting this this morning. Ain't that right, Billy? You getting it? All right, cool deal. I like you, Billy. He's so cool. You like Trina. See, you don't have to ask. Or you don't have, you don't have because you do not ask God. James 4 and 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. Some version says, you have not because you ask not. There's a friend of mine, he constantly says, well, you don't have what you need from God or you don't have what you need in this life because you don't ask God for it. Woo. So if we constantly just say, okay, we're just going to go through this life and we're never going to ask God for anything, then we're just going to go through the motions in life. You want me to tell you what I'm praying about right now? God, let me win that $520 million that I just bought that lotto ticket. <laughs> Amen. Y'all talking about we'd have a hopping church. We'd have the biggest church in probably this centralized location. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. And there's been times in our walk and in our ministry where we had to make a decision where we were going to pay our tithes and be faithful to the church and be faithful to God 
or we weren't going to have a meal to eat or diapers to buy or formula to get. But because we were faithful and we were praying to God, God, we don't know what's going to happen. God, we're just praying that you'll take care of us. And next thing we know, groceries are showing up at our house. Power bills were being paid. We were getting checks back, re, uh, um, reimbursement checks for our power. And we're like, where did the see me come from? Hey, we've messed up on something. We're going to give you a reimbursement check. Boom, our power bill is being able to be paid because it's almost the same amount than what our power bill was because we were faithful and we were praying. Hey, can you pray about your power bill? Absolutely. Pray that God's going to provide for you. Hey, I got some situations going on in my life. Continue to pray about it because God said if you have not because you ask not. Keep praying, praying, praying. Even when it gets frustrating, even when it seems like, hey, God, I don't feel you, I don't see you, keep praying. Keep coming to the church and saying, hey, will you pray with me? Will you pray about this? Because guess what? We're better together. This life is better done together. Because guess what? Here at Minute Church, we want to raise people up and not break people down. Guess what? If you're struggling with something, come to church anyway. Guess what? Because I can't fix you. I can't change your mind, but God can. That's why we're a place of healing. God displaced this, this church and we're established it on the grounds of letting God restore the brokenness in our life. If you're hurt and you're broken, all you have to do is come in here and let God restore you and pray about it. I might have to have part three to this. <laughs> the purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do our will. Y'all hear me? The purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do our will. Well, God, I really like to have that $530 million or $20 million, whatever it is. I'd like to win that big lotto, absolutely. But God knows good and well, I don't need that type of money. We'd have a hopping church, I'm telling you. <laughs> but the purpose of prayer is to know God so he can do his will. So God can do his will. And that's why we pray constantly, God, don't let our will be done, but your will. That's what Jesus did at the cross. God, don't let you know my will be done, but your will. Let this cup pass from me. Because, because let's just face it, we're all human. And you know, we think we know best all the time, right? I know our kids do. <laughs> I know my kids do. They think they know best. They know what's right. They know what they need all the time. And I constantly had to tell them, no, you don't. You don't know what's going to happen if you keep doing that. You don't know what's fixing to take place. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you need not to do that. And sometimes in our life, we don't always know what's best. But if God's called you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life, keep striving after it. Because you may not feel like you're qualified or you're, you're, you're up to the, the calling that he's called, but I'm telling you right now, keep striving after God. Keep pursuing it and keep praying, God, let your will be done. Because if it was up to me, I sure wouldn't be up here every single week. I wouldn't even have done what we were doing because I didn't feel like I was qualified. But God said, hey, it's my will for your life, not your will. And so we were able, and that's why we're doing what we're doing, because it's God's will for our life and God's purpose for our life. I'm going to close with this. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just kidding, just kidding. Hang on, we're going to go, we're going to go a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Give me five more minutes. So we can, we can count on what in this life? Y'all think to yourself, what can you count on in this life? 
Anybody got any response? You want to tell you what I can count on in this life? Absolutely nothing. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you can count on anything in this life, but I can't count on nothing in this life. We can't even count on waking up in the, in the morning taking our next breath. We're not guaranteed to breathe our next breath. Now, please, y'all take your next breath. because <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait till y'all are leaving. <laughs> but we're not guaranteed our next breath. We're not guaranteed when we get in our car and we go to lunch here in just a few minutes that we're going to make it to the restaurant or home. And I pray you guys, all of you do. But in this life, we can't count on people. I'm just going to be honest with you. There's times that you're not going to be able to count on me. Now, if you call me, I'm going to do everything within my power to do whatever I can to help you. Pastor Michael, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do this, 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 this. Now, I'm going to do everything I can to help you now. <laughs> There's people that you can't count on because people are going to let you down. And they're going to constantly let you down. You can't count on your credit cards because, let's just face it, they got a limit on them, right? <laughs> Mine do, and they have a limit for a reason. Credit cards, I swear, from the devil. Can't count on the economy because it's constantly what? Changing. Y'all, it's like playing Russian roulette every time we go to the gas station. I found it for $3.99 last night. And I about wrecked trying to get in the gas station. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? We can't count on it because it's constantly changing. We're constantly going to the store. And I, I went to the store last night and the same packet of Pepsi's, Diet Pepsi's I used to get were about six. 48. Last night they were almost $10 for the exact same thing I got just a few months ago. Hallelujah. We can't count on our world not to be constantly tormenting people. We can't count on us that we can make all the laws in the world and there's still going to be what? Bad people in this world. Unfortunately, when we had sin enter into this world, bad people started to exist. The enemy got in the mindset and started to, to take and change our mindsets. We can constantly be looking at our body saying, hey, I need to work out. I need to get in better shape. I need to start doing this. And I don't know about you guys, but it's hard and frustrating. When I go to the gym and I see somebody running at 12 miles an hour on the treadmill, and I'm over here at two. I'm going to trip them. <laughs> but we can't count on it. We can't count on ourselves to be consistent sometimes. Well, Pastor Michael... My background and my life is what keeps me from coming to, to it keeps me from coming to the house of God. Because of the things that I've done in my life, I don't think I can come. I think God's going to hate me. I'm closing with this. I don't feel like that God is going to care about me. I don't think God's going to love me because of the bad things that I've done in my life, the, the things that I've done to people, or maybe the things that I've done and, and created and, and, and been in and involved in. I don't think God loves me. I'm frustrated with my life. I'm frustrated because things don't seem to add up. I'm frustrated because I don't feel like I can get ahead. I feel like everybody around me is being blessed. And every time I try to feel like I'm getting closer to God, something happens in my life. I feel like that, that God is constantly angry at me. And I'm going to tell you that God loves you. Even when you try to run from God, and you try to run for what God's called you to do, God still loves you. 
God hates sin, not the sinner. And I want you guys to know, when you stumble and you fall, and you feel like a glass that's broken into a thousand pieces, Michael can't fix you. Michael can't pick up a broken glass and try to put the pieces back together. I do my best. I try my best to put all the pieces back. But no matter how hard I try, I can't get it back to the perfection that it once was. But I know somebody that can. And his name's Jesus. Because Jesus is unchanging. His love never fails. His love's never ending. It goes on and on and on forever and ever and ever. See, that's good for us because, hey, that God loved me no matter what. Let God fix the brokenness in your life. Pastor Mike, I'm frustrated. Me too. Life can be frustrating. But take your frustrations to God. God, you know I'm frustrated with this and begin to pray about it. I'm frustrated with this. I don't feel like that God cares about me. God cares about you. And He loves you. I feel like Pharaoh's armies is coming after me. I feel the pressure. I feel it's coming. Give it to God. Keep praying. Keep seeking after God because God said if He's going to call you out, He has a way. God said He has a way out for you. He gave you a plan. He's going to give you a way out. God doesn't change His mind. Why should we keep praying? And I encourage you to always pray. Because we have, we don't have because we ask not. Keep praying. Keep seeking after God. Keep trusting in God. Keep going on and on towards Him. And if you have to, take some post-it notes and stick them all over your house, your cars, your lockers and stuff at work that says, I am the Lord. I do not change. I am the Lord and I do not change. Because God loves each and every one of us. Online campus, God loves you. Our podcast listeners later on, God loves you. And His love never changes for any of us. You guys can and will if you'll stand with me. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you for the love that you have for us, God. God, when we get frustrated and we want to give up, God, God, reassure us that you're right there with us. God, whatever situations we're facing today, God, God, just uplift us, Lord God. God, let us start praying and praying prayers, God. Let us ask for things, and God, let them come to pass, God. Lord, you tell us in the Bible, we have not because we ask not. And God, today we're asking you to touch the people's lives here, God. God, we're asking you to touch the people on our online campus, God. God, we're asking you to touch our podcast listeners right now, Father. God, whatever they're dealing with, whatever struggles they may have, God. God, whatever problems they may be seeking after. God, whatever prayers they've been praying, God, God, meet them right now, right where they're at. God, and constantly remind us that your love never changes for us. If you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. And reassure me that you always love me, even in my mistakes that I'll make. Help me to stay committed to you always. In the name I pray. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. 
Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.